What is up, everybody? Uh, thank you for checking out the Pat Out of Hell podcast. Uh, I am your host, Patrick Christopher. Uh, thank you very much for watching or listening or whoever you consume podcast uh, these days. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I guess it's been a couple weeks. I, th- I think it just makes sense to do uh, every other week uh, with these solo podcasts just to give you... Uh, uh, well, not give you, but give me uh, things to, to talk about, things that happen uh, throughout, you know, comedy and, and, and life and, and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, that seems to be the pattern that I've been using uh, so far, thus far. And uh, I think we're just going to keep it that way. I think it just makes sense. Uh, I'll, I'll do the group thing. We'll try to do that weekly with the Duderman, Homie Bro, the DMHB pod uh, that I do with uh, Scott and Jacob. And then uh, just pat out of hell uh, every two weeks. I think that's uh, that's fair enough. Uh, just to make sure that we have things to uh, to to discuss, things to talk about. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, like, subscribe uh, to the YouTube page, uh, the Spotify, uh, all that good stuff. Make sure that you uh, leave a comment, leave questions, leave something. Uh, emojis. You can leave emojis on the the YouTube page. I'm trying to build that up. Um, you know, the subscribers, the hours watched. Uh, all that good stuff. Uh, try to try to build something uh, out of the Babaco Core uh, YouTube page. Um, I think I'm gonna put more comedy clips. Uh, I gotta put some clips of uh, you know Scott and, and Jacob, and then uh, you know just try to have that as a go-to uh, channel for for comedy, for podcast, for anything that I produce, anything that I work on, all all that stuff. Um, so yeah, even though, like, I, every time, every time I walk into the studio, I always feel like I'm going to walk into, like, an eviction notice uh, on the door or something. Um, I don't know why. I mean, things have gotten a little out of hand here and there, uh, in the recording process, uh, whether it's the Duderman Homie Bro or, or, uh. You know, other other podcasts that I would work on or uh, have come through here. And, uh, you know, so I've the other day I was recording, uh, or maybe this is a couple weeks ago, I was recording uh, the Los Dos Marihuanos uh, podcast with Scott and, and Brent. And then they had a guest on, uh, Ricky, Ramir- Ricky Ramirez, um, the wrestler. And... Uh, and the, that theme of that that podcast is they they smoke, they smoke, and then they talk, uh, you know, as stoners do. And uh, apparently, they just they came in smelling a little bit too loud, you know. And uh, it was on a Saturday. It was on a Saturday afternoon. Usually, nobody's here, uh, but there was a couple of people here, and they they called the landlord and told the landlord that we were smoking in the building which is not true we don't do that um i i do have respect for the studio i wouldn't allow them to smoke in here you know they understand that they know that that's the deal i wouldn't do it there's no reason i'm i I wouldn't risk the studio that i've invested so much money on uh for some some shit like that you know but either way so while we're recording um 
I get a text message from the landlord. Are y'all smoking in the building? And I text her back, no. And she's like, I'm in the hallway. I smell it. And so the podcast's still going on. I get up and I go and I'll, I go outside to the hallway to go talk to her. Let her know, come, come in. Let, we're not doing anything in here. Go outside. She, she's, not, she's not there. I text her back. I was like, look, maybe the guys, maybe who my clients um, may have smoked before coming inside and it's just lingering on their clothes. But for sure, I promise you, nobody's smoking in the building. I don't know what's going on. And I was I was going to let her come in and see what was going on. See, you know, we're, we're recording, we're doing whatever. We're doing anything but smoking in the building. Um, and I haven't talked to her since. And the thing, the, I have not had the AC turned on in this office, in the studio office, in this space, since I've been here. And I've told her my schedule. I've told her, okay, we're there after hours. We're there on the weekends. If you could please turn on, on the AC at these times. It has yet to happen. But somebody else could say that they suspect that we are smoking in the building and she's on it immediately. She's very um, quick to respond immediately. And she tells me that she's here, and I go to go talk to her, and she's not even here. So I'm just like, what is going on with that? You know, because I have nothing to hide. I could I let her come in, and she could see immediately that nothing was going on. Uh, and again, we've had recording sessions where it's gotten a little crazy. We've had messes that I've had to clean up. I didn't think, I did not think when I opened a studio that I would have to pick up, uh, I would have to clean up so much uh, after people. I was like, I, I didn't even consider that. I was like, you, I'll record some stuff. I'll record some podcasts. I'll, you know, let people do their thing. I never in my life thought I would have to clean bathrooms and hallways and walls. Um you know, after other people. That has been the case a couple of times. Uh, more than I had anticipated, I'd hoped for. And you can't do anything in this building without them being recorded, you know. So they'll see me in the hallways, cleaning up, going in and out of the bathrooms um, with various cleaning products. And uh, doing the best I can to make sure that the housekeepers don't have to deal with my client's mess, you know, because uh, this is supposed to be an office. This is supposed to be a professional space, and uh, some people treat it un unprofessionally from here, from 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 time to time, you know. So. With that all being said, and then my relationship with my landlord isn't the best, you know, I, I, I thought we were on good terms. I thought we had a good communication system, you know. Um, and now I, I just think, like, she's, she's just looking for any reason to get get me out of here. 
which is a stressful thing. Well, it was a stressful thing up until recently. I mean, I say that it's not a stressful thing, but I still, every time I walk into the building, I I do a wide uh, wide walkout so I could see the door before I approach the door. If that makes sense. Rather than make a straight line, turn and open the door, I'll, I, I'll walk, I'll cheat out just so I could see if there's a piece of paper uh, taped to the front of the door. And she has keys. She has access to the room, so all, to all the offices. I'm always thinking, okay, there's nothing pr- uh, posted on my door. I bet you it's on the table as soon as I walk in. And so that's what I do. I walk in and I scan the hallway. I scan the front door. Nothing there. It's like, okay. Well, there's going to be an eviction letter, eviction notice on the table uh, as soon as I walk in. And, of course, it hasn't happened yet. But the thing is, I was like, oh, I could lose it. I could lose all this at any time. To the point where, like, I'm looking around and I'm just like, I'm tallying it up. Like, okay, I'll just, I'll sell this for that. I'll sell this for this. I'll sell this. I'll sell this. Craigslist, Craigslist, whatever. To the, like, before I would just freak out. I was like, I can't lose this. I, I've invested too much into this space. I can't lose this. And now I'm just like, fuck it. If I lose it, I lose it. You know, it'll be it'll be a bummer. It'll be a hassle. But uh, so be it. You know, and that's a new type of outlook for me. That's a new thing for me. You know, because usually I'm just like any bad thing is the end of the world for me. You know, it, I would it would be that intense. I would like I would have such anxiety over things that I will survive from, you know? If I lose the studio, I will survive. It's not the end of me. It's not as 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 intense as I make it seem. Now I say this and I'm like, I, I don't wanna lose the studio. I'm just now, you know, I'm trying to build up the clientele. I'm trying to help people out, you know. But I, I, I push it, but I push it lightly because I don't want to build other other people's like hopes and and anticipation of having a, a studio to record their podcast, and then the next day I get an eviction letter saying, "We're tired of your bullshit. Get the fuck out." You know. Which I think every time I come into this building, that's what I'm I'm think I'm walking into. And uh, I I need to I need to fucking chill out when it comes to shit like that, you know. I overstress too much about things that uh, could come and go, man. People start podcasts all the time. People lose their recording situations all the time. And if they wanted to make it happen, I mean, we'll still do the Dude Man Homie Bro. We'll just have to figure out another place to do it. I'll still do do the Pat of the Hell. Maybe I'll just go back to doing it out of my car or in in my living room or whatever. I'll figure it out. And that's the thing that I need to like I I I, I am recently, very recently coming to terms with dealing with that stuff in a non like passive aggressive way. You know, I would always like like I carry these these negative feelings and I don't know how to express them or to address them rather and i will 
I will do acts and I will have actions towards people because of this, because I don't know how to deal with it, because I didn't know how to deal with it. And I, I, and I still don't, but I am aware of the things that I do. You know, I, I, sometimes I don't even come to the studio because I'm avoiding whether or not I see that eviction letter. This place used to bring me, like, peace, you know, which is a weird thing, you know. But sometimes if I don't want to be home and if I don't feel like I'm going to get a lot of writing done at home, I'll come here and I'll, I'll write. And I'll just be here for a couple hours and I'll just write or I'll record a, a solo podcast. There's been so many like recordings and sessions where I sit down and I'm just talking out my, to myself. And I don't release those because I was like, well, that was just a bunch of rambling. I don't think I got anything out of that. I don't think anything entertaining. And I don't want to put anything out that would diminish you know, people returning and listening and all that stuff. But either way, I would... I started avoiding coming into the office, even if I had nothing, no reason to be here, uh, because I didn't want to see walk into an eviction notice thing. You know, my check's clear, so I'm I'm on a month to month basis, pretty much. You know, it's still early in the month. My check for February has not cleared yet, and I'm thinking, well, what the fuck is going to happen with that? How come my check hasn't cleared? You know? But anyway, but it, it's a it's a very it's a very negative trait that I am uh I I'm identifying and I've I've had that for a long time. I mean we all do we have like, you know, passive aggressive behaviors. I see it. I see it because I know it because I do it. You know? I think there's some people that don't realize how passive aggressive they are. You know? But because I use those tactics and I do those things passive aggressively, I see it. And I'm I'm like I call myself out on my on my bullshit immediately. Well no, I'm not I don't call myself out on it, but I do notice what I'm doing when I'm doing it. As opposed to before, I would just do that and then reflect on it later. Like, oh, that's, I was probably doing that because I was angry or I was, I was sad or I was insecure about, you know, whatever I was insecure about, you know. And, and, and not addressing it, not dealing with it has left me, like, to, like, withdraw from certain things or, like, again, procrastinate things that I wanted to get done. You know, things that I want to do, writing, you know, going out more, hitting a mic, testing stuff out, working on things, doing sketches, doing other podcasts, working on other projects, playing music. I've been saying that I want to get back into playing music, but I just like, I, I, I hold it off, I hold it off, and then I I start feeling bad because I didn't do it. I didn't follow through with the things that I told myself, that I promised myself that I would follow through with. And then I have to deal with that, you know. I'm, I I need to be more uh more direct, and I I am being more direct now, you know. And it's it's affected some uh, 
working relationships. It's affected some uh, friendships. Um, but it, also, it's it's also helped. I mean, I've I've had to be direct with people, and then they 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 get it, they see where I'm coming from, and they're like, oh, is I. It probably makes sense why I was acting the way I was acting this whole time. And then when I express it, they're like, I get it. Let me fix it. And then they fix it. And I'm just like, well, we could have done this a long time ago. But because I didn't address it, because I didn't say what I required from this situation, that I just let it continue to make me angry and to build on that anger and just build up with that. When we could have resolved it, when it happened, you know, I always have this thing, and 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 like, it's it's from it's from a song. I mean, I feel the same way, but I, it didn't make sense until I heard it uh, on uh, it's, it's artist called Amigo the Devil, Amigo the Devil, and it's called uh, Cocaine and Abel. And there's a line on it where he's like, I always feared loving more than I'm loved. And I don't really, I don't think of it like as like a romantic kind of situation, but just, I always, I always had that thing where I'm going to do more for people than they would do for me. And when I would notice that situation or when like, I would like, man, like they're not treating me like I treat them. I do more than they do for me. I'm just like, well, I, this is what I wanted to avoid the whole time. This is what I was trying to avoid the whole time. And I get mad at myself and I get mad at these people for fucking doing this, for putting me in this situation. And, and, and for the whole time, like I always feared that I would love more than I am loved. And now they, they made that a reality and now I'm not. I'm upset at myself. I'm upset at them. I'm upset at everybody. People not even involved will will fucking get it, which is unfair. I know that, but still, I am just now coming to terms with, uh, you know, with with all that stuff. You know, I don't know, man. So you may notice. You may notice, and I, I've. There's been times where, like, with comedy buddies, they 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 got used to a certain reaction that I would get, or a certain way that I would, you know, again react to things. And then if they bring something up, like a situation, I'll be like, I'll just be zen about it. I'm just like, whatever will be, will be, man. We'll just see what happens. And they're just like, dude, what the hell happened to you? Are you high right now? What the fuck? Not high. I'm not. But I am, uh, I, I mean, again, I've been in therapy for a while. Been in therapy for a while. And just when you think it's not making a difference, you notice it. Other people notice it. You know? And it's crazy. It's crazy, like, when when the work that you put into something starts to fucking pay off starts to become noticeable noticeable not only to yourself but noticeable to, to people on the outside who thought they knew who you were and thought they knew 
Um, and no offense to them. I mean, they, they just like, that's what I was offering. That's what, that's the person I was. That was the way that I would act or react or deal with things. So when I switch it up and I do it differently, they're like, what happened to you? <laughs> where's, where's the passive aggressive pet? Where's the angry pet? Where's the burn it all down pet? Where's like, fuck this bridge. I don't need it. Burn it. Stay warm. Whatever the fuck. And don't get it twisted. I'll still burn a bridge if I fucking feel like I need to. Or if I get bored. But uh, I'll try not to. And that's all I'm saying. I'm also trying to get I'm also trying to get to a point where uh I believe in myself a little bit more. Like I had this situation this last fantastic damage, the last fantastic damage that I did, I I left I'm not going to lie. On the drive home, I almost broke down in tears cuz I thought I didn't do what I set out to do with that show. You know, I got home. I I I I just looked at my. I walked towards my wife. I was, she was sitting on the couch. I just I was like, just hug me, you know. And she was like, oh, what happened? And like, she just she made me feel better immediately, you know. And then um, and then somebody that was on the show. If you follow me on social media, you know because I shared it. But I I mean I don't want to name names to name names or whatever. Well, I'll, I'll name it. it doesn't. It was a good post. Simply Courtney, who I've seen, I've never worked with before. I don't think I've been on any shows with 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 Courtney um, before. Fantastic Damage, but I knew of him. I knew he was funny, but I've never worked with him. And he couldn't have. He gave the the best praise of my show, and I've gotten praise on the show before. People have a good time with it, but. He was just, he couldn't have said nicer things about being a part of the Fantastic Damage show. 10 out of 10, would do it again. Best show I've done in a long time. Hit up, hit up Patrick Christopher if you're looking, if you want to be a part of this thing. It's a fucking great show. It's like, it's like storytelling. It's like stand-up. It's like podcasting. Great show. 10 out of 10, would do it again. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude. How come I didn't see that? Why why does it why am I so hard on myself? That's the thing that makes me so mad is that I'm so hard on myself to make sure that whatever I do out there, whatever I put out there is just like home runs, home runs, home runs. And when it's not, I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, like there's there's people and it to a certain extent I find it annoying, but at the same time, when I see people S their own D's so hard on social media to the point where it's gross and I don't like to see it, and I'm just thinking like how phony, how fake, how insincere is this but also i bet you 
they sleep well at night. They sleep better than I do probably because I am never not doubting myself or my abilities or my, you know, as a producer, as a showrunner, as a booker, as a performer, I'm, I'm never not doubting what I am doing. I'm never not doubting that I could do better. And I, I, I thrive on that. It drives me to want to be better. But at the same time, I never fucking am happy with what I am doing for a long time. I'm not going to lie and say that I don't uh, think um, I'm not happy with performances or things that I do. That's not true. But I will find immediately the things that I could have improved, the things that I should have done better, the things that I should have prepared better for. After the fact, sometimes immediately when I get off stage, I'm like, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, you should have done that, you ruined it, you fucked it. Rather than like, well, that was pretty good. They seemed like to, they had fun. They seemed to be with you. They seemed to be happy with what you offered them. Instead, I'd be like, you're a piece of shit. You're a phony. What the hell are you doing in this business? So, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I doubted myself on my last show so bad that I... I I, while I was driving home, right after the show, I was like, I'm not doing this again. I'm going to go back to the old format. I'm going to go up there, introduce the show, tell a story, and then let people go on stage and do their thing like it was before. Even though I, I am enjoying the way that the show is now, I love the idea, the concept of, the, of, of this show. It is like a podcast. It is like stand-up. It is storytelling time. I just wish that I, I didn't have to wait for somebody to say, hey, good job, to, for me to tell myself, you know what? You did good. You know? So I'm, I'm working on that. There's a balance on that. Like, I think... I think it's dangerous to be too in your head, not too in your head, too up your own ass about what you are providing for people, what you are, how you are performing, how you are, you know, uh, your abilities. I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's fair to you. Um, as a creator, as an artist, as a performer, to lie about, you know, the things. But also, again, maybe it helps you. I'm sure, I'm sure if I could believe in myself a little bit more and be proud of myself a little bit more, I would probably um, feel better mentally uh, and sleep better and uh, not stress so much 
and not be so goddamn passive-aggressive all the time. I don't know. Let's end on a high note, man. Um, so I'm 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 hella busy. Actually, in fact, I just had a great weekend. A great weekend uh hosting for uh Samuel J. Comro and uh James Fry. Now Samuel, he was on um America's Got Talent in twenty eighteen, I believe. I hope that's not wrong. Twenty eighteen, I think he came in fourth place on America's Got Talent. Um, I'll be honest, I don't watch AGT. I don't. But um, the club hit me up and asked if I wanted to host uh, the weekend of shows, you know, one on Thursday, two on Friday, two on Saturday. And I said, yeah. I felt bad because this past weekend was the wife's birthday weekend. And I had promised her that I wasn't going to do any gigs. But when I said that, I meant like bar gigs or something that wasn't like a non-paying gig. You know, I wasn't going to pick up a, just a, a random show just to just for show sake. Show sake. That's what I meant to say right there. But when the club hit me up, I was like, immediately, anytime I get a text message from Laugh Out Loud, I don't care what it is. Yes. Are you available? Yes. Do you want to? Yes. And then I'll go and I'll read. I was like, oh, when do they need me? Am I available? <laughs> um, so, yeah, got to do that, man. Four, five packed out shows. I performed in front of hundreds, hundreds of people, and I did really well. Didn't bat a thousand, you know, for sure. But I did great, and I had fun. And both Samuel and and James were fucking so much fun to watch, so much fun to work with. They were fucking great, dude. You know. We were all very different. It was a good match, mix match of a show because we all had different energies, but we all gave the audience a good time. And, uh, yeah, dude, it was fun. It was so much fun, man. Saturday was cool. Friday was cool. Thursdays was, was cool, you know. I did feel bad. I did feel bad because I did tell the wife that I wasn't going to work on her birthday. But she gets it, you know? Like, we've been married for 10 years. I've been doing comedy for five-ish. But even before that, I was in bands. She knew how important performing, getting out there, doing what I love to do, uh, how much that, that, that means to me, you know? Now we already had planned for to do like a birthday lunch. That was already in the plan. So I was we didn't have to cancel anything. Thank God the the weather was nice because it was an outdoor situation. Uh so we we got to do her thing. We had her party. It was great. We got to hang out with friends, with family. She had a good time. We all had a good time. You know. But I did feel bad like, you know, like all right, it's it's still your birthday, but I got to go I got to go do a show. 
I got to go tell some jokes. And she's like, no, you got to go to work. And I was like, yeah, I got to go to work. <laughs> and, uh, Man, it's just, it's just, and I'm, I'm very lucky to, to, to get it because I, I was talking to the comments before, and they're like, well, like, how long have y'all been married? You know, all this stuff. Does she understand the situation? And I was like, yeah, she totally gets the situation because, because of you know the band stuff that I did, that I did. Like, she knew about me, um, uh, doing the band stuff before we even met because I, I was pursuing drums or doing band stuff. Two decades, for the past two decades, you know. So, she gets it. She understood that, and now with the comedy thing, like she gets it. She still gets it more. Well, I, I don't. I don't know why I said that, but she she still gets it. You know, she still knows that performing, being on stage in any kind of way, uh, is good. It's it's what I enjoy. It's what I love to do. So it's cool that she gets it, you know? It's cool that she understands. So I'm very lucky when it comes to that. So, love, if, if you're watching this, happy birthday. I hope you still had a great weekend. And uh, I appreciate your support on, on all this. Uh, it means a lot. And I couldn't do it without your support, you know? So... Even though I tell jokes about the wife, the wife, the wife on stage, it's a character. It's all character stuff based. And uh, she's a good sport about it. And uh, hella supportive. And I'm very lucky for that. Uh, so, yeah. But uh, I, that's that's all I want to do for this week's, uh, or this episode of Pat Out of Hell. Uh, I think I'm going to call it Pat's, Patsive Aggressive. <laughs> because we did talk about my... Uh, passive-aggressive disorder traits and what I'm looking out for. I'm not saying it's gone. I'm not saying I'm 100% cured of being passive-aggressive. Passive aggressive. Uh, it's, it's, it's part of who I am. But I am going to try to be better about it and not be so goddamn passive-aggressive. It's still there. I'll just try to keep it in check for the most part. Uh, thank you again for watching, for listening. Uh, like, subscribe, all that good stuff on the YouTube, on the Spotify, on the social medias, at your homie Pat, babacocore.com. And uh, yeah, again, shout out to Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club. The staff was amazing. Um, the management even let me uh, print out some things to pass out because everybody's everybody's like asking like oh are, are you from here like the audience when they're leaving i went outside for the meet and greet like oh, are you from here like where's when's your next show when are you doing this i was like yeah follow me on social media they're like yeah i'll, I'll for sure remember that so they helped me out like print out little like paper flyers like it was like rock star type of thing you know passing out band flyers at the end of a concert like yeah follow me listen to this check this out blah uh so it was cool and the staff was amazing took care of us uh, I had a great weekend at Laugh Out Loud. I can't wait to do it again at Laugh Out Loud. And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I'll check you next time. Peace.